Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The energy and passion he brings to the game is something I think that's contagious. Intercepted by Lorenzo Alexander. Now he laterals to a keep to lead. You talk about a great pro that you wish every one of your players would emulate. One of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeals to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15 year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Kind of just want to let the music play out for a while, Wolf. Like we talked to Zoe in the offseason, but when this music's playing, this means there's actual football going on, too. Love this. The lowdown is officially back for the 2023 season. Lorenzo Alexander, yes, sir. Here. What's going on, Zo? I'm doing great. Uh, and all for all of our listeners out there that love the lowdown, man, you you spoke on on X and we listen, right? I'm, I got a new mic today, right? I've, I've sacrificed for the sound that people are listening to. So <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name, but he was. Hey, Zoe has this weird sound going on. So we, we made it better. Upgraded my mic. You know what's so cool about this, too, is football players in particular, Basinonians, are creatures of habit. Correct? I mean, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, you're on, trained for on that, aren't game you? game week, here's yeah. your itinerary. Right. This is what you do. This is what you do on a Wednesday. This is what you do on a Thursday on a normal game week. Right. It's boom, boom, boom. And don't be late to anything. Chop, chop, right? Exactly. Now exactly. all of a sudden, we're going to tell you, you can't sit in the chair. That's why, uh, that's why Aaron walked in here real gingerly. But I love Aaron. You know, she asked me what to move mean? over. Who, you know? Mal, you mean? Yeah. Oh, oh, and I see. Aaron. Yeah, yeah you know, know what the rest of us call her? Oh, uh, you know. Well, we have all of her own names for her. But, you know, she's, uh, do you, can you uh, move right. over? Well, it's you actually because guys. you asked for those videos. You know, she tried to put it on something else. Because <laughs> we are creatures of habit, right? Totally. Um, and that's what you get into that routine. Um, like he was talking about from Wednesday, you always knew it was first, second down. Thursday was third down. And Friday was a combination of everything in a little red zone and goal line and then Saturday walked through and you know your body was ready by that time and so I've built that same routine when I come in here for the lowdown when I know I'm ready to get on this radio and talk about uh, the Cardinals and the NFL and what we get to see so that's something that I think everybody should get in the habit of doing now so I'm really excited uh, for this season um, and my girls flag has already started 2-0 2-0 oh, yeah. oh, no, no yeah, defense out there balling I uh, <laughs> just want to give shout outs you know to our defense over at Xavier Prep you know, so we're doing our thing. We got a game tonight out at Red Mountain. So nice, um, really fun. And obviously, football is nothing like it. Um, just talking about, you know, Vetter, your son yes. playing football for the first time. My son will get to play next year in the eighth grade, and it's just such an awesome sport and so much things that you can learn from it. And this is really cool that it's, it's finally here on the NFL level. So I'm going to ask you this right away, and I know we want to get into football a little deeper, but your son, first time he's going to play tackle football, it will be in the eighth grade. He's a seventh grader, so okay. next year he's still doing flat. And he had, I mean, he's just dominant. And he's somewhat like your son. But, but you, you held him out of Yeah, I mean, there's just no reason. I want See, him to be and, an athlete. And that's exactly be an athlete, what develop, learn, you know, doing the things. And for me personally, I didn't play until high school anyway. So, yep. Um, but if you are a parent that decides to play their son younger, that's great. Yep. Just make sure you're holding the coaches accountable to what you're being taught and how they run in practice. You know, make it as safe as possible for these young men because we want them to have a great introduction to the game because there's so much that you can learn from it. But I have one. One, one kid that actually got 
his he'll never play football again because he had a, a bad encounter. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So See, make sure that you yes. you know uh, being accountable to the kids. Uh, we were talking before the show, Zoe, and just kind of you know week one starting up and everything, and I realized I'm horribly unqualified to talk about this, but I'm on a show with Wolf and you, who both played in the league, so you guys are both very qualified to talk about what it's like. You're in the NFL, you know you're on the team, and you're heading into week one. Like, what that week is, is like, because you haven't totally carved out your routine yet, right? And I know you don't want to have the yeah. nerves, but it is week one. Um, I've, My routine, I mean, after your rookie year, you should already have some type of routine developed. Now, that's going to evolve and change as you get older and you learn different things and you meet different guys that do different things that work for your body. And that's why the rookie season is so difficult because you don't have that routine. But if you're in year two and you don't have one, you messed up. You've already messed up. <laughs> You're already behind. Yeah, and so um, I, I always was building. Um, and then number two, I never was comfortable because you could get cut tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I've had guys get make their opening day roster, get cut on Saturday morning, and then get re-signed maybe next week. So I never had that. That's your, that would be the second mistake if you think that you're on the team. Obviously, there's a handful of guys that you know that you are untouchable. But that mentality was always there because I was always hungry. I was always trying to figure out how can I improve, never getting comfortable, um, and just wanting to go out there and prove myself every time I stepped onto that field, whether it was practice or game or walkthrough. The guys around me and my coaches knew that they could count on me and any situation that is so amazing to hear you say that because that's exactly exactly the way my career was <laughs> and how i approached it as well i, I knew listen the the moment that i backed off at all the moment that i felt comfortable at all and got complacent at all was the moment i was out of the nfl period it's one of the reasons why when <laughs> nick Sape. Nick Saban, of course, the defensive coordinator for Bill Belichick mm-hmm. with the Cleveland Browns, walked up to me and said, hey, listen, can you back off a little bit on my inside linebackers? Can you back off today when we go inside, please, a little bit? Just And I said, no, Nick, what are you talking about? Are you kidding me? Right. I, I'm not going to back off at all. I'm going 100 miles an hour. And he, did, Nick Saban despises me to this day. That's why he won't of, call into the show. That's why, that's why he will not come on the show, period. <laughs> okay, and he hasn't for years, and that's okay, Nick. I understand it, but it was just a, a mentality, right? You know, a mentality of knowing uh, if I want to play and support my family, man, I've got to go out there and do it. And week one was never a time to relax. It was just the opposite, as a matter of fact. Yeah. To me, it was time to put the throttle down. Well, it is. Uh, it's the lowdown. Zoe's going to stick around for the next hour. This is your last chance to get your Bix picks in for week one. Text pick to 620-620 to sign up and compete against Dan Bickley for your chance to win the ultimate tailgate package, courtesy of Corona Premier. Uh, weekly winners are going to receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to Zip's Sports Grill. Just text pick to 620-620 to enter. All right, when we come back, how should the Cardinals' defense approach the Commanders on Sunday? The lowdown continues next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Here we go, fellas! 15-year NFL veteran, Lorenzo Alexander, joins Wolf and Luke. A guy who epitomizes class, integrity, and is a true gentleman. The lowdown. Yeah, Lorenzo Alexander is here in studio as we get ready for the start of the NFL season tonight. And then, of course, week one for the Cardinals in Washington on Sunday. Zoe, since we have you here, look, I feel like I've asked you about Zayvon Collins 
a lot in the last couple of years. But now, you yeah. know, there's another twist to it, right? He's out there on the edge, new coaching staff, new defensive coordinator, a new season and everything. You moved around more than pretty much anybody, and you were in the league for 15 years right. doing it. What what sort of challenges are, are Zayvon Collins, what, what sort of challenges is he facing right now? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, obviously, outside of not having experience on the line is, and, and it's going to contribute to the things I'm about to go through, is, is number one, uh, the time... The timing of things and when they occur, right? You've now taken away essentially a five-yard cushion and placed him on a line of scrimmage. So things typically happen a little bit or a lot quicker, right? Uh, the tight end or the defensive or the offensive tackle, they're on you right now. Right. And so you have to be quick with your hands. And that was that's always been one of the things that I've critiqued when it's come to his game is being able to use your hands in a way that's violent and being able to get off and not just shoulder everybody because you're a bigger body. So making sure he has great hands there. Number two, with that timing, you're closer. Eye progression. You know, what are you looking at now? Right. You went from looking at almost the whole field, essentially, to now, you know, I got my near blocker, I got the fullback, and when I see certain things, do I transfer my eyes appropriately down the line so I don't get kicked out by a relay tight end, a tight end coming back from the opposite side, or a pulling guard, right? How do I attack that? And then thirdly, uh, something that I saw just in preseason, understanding of how I am going to utilize who I am as a pass rusher, right? Now, knowing him and looking at his body type and just how he plays, everything is going to come off power, right? Hitting the guys in the mouth. But when do I decide to throw a little finesse, a ghost move, a swim, a rip, a spin move? And what does that mean for me in down and distance, right? If I'm not going to use my best move when it's third and three because the most quarterbacks they catch and the ball is out. Yeah. So his understanding of that as a pass rusher throughout a game, um, those three things is what I'm, I'll be looking for this week when he's playing against Washington. And then how does he respond to adversity? Because he's going to have some bad plays. And sometimes when you're in a new spot, you're not quite all the way there. That's a little bit of a struggle. So getting his confidence through some of those things that he's going to face earlier on as this new outside backer. What kind of year do you expect him to have? Um, you know, it's kind of a up-in-the-air situation. I realize that. But right. I thought it was interesting that they did not name him a captain, that yeah. Jonathan Gannon did not name him as a captain right there. I, I realize they have six captains. <laughs> yeah. right. you know, no, but that right. was the name that jumped it's out. Not, we talked about it yesterday. That was yeah. the name that was well, like, if there was going to be if one. there was going to be one. Well, he's no longer the Mike. Yes. Right? So Zaire got that one, right? Yes. And then, obviously, there's no question about Buda Baker. So it really just comes down to, I think, more so the position Right. And typically the quarterback and the mic or the leader by position that you're going to get that spot automatically right. unless you're just a guy that's just out of sorts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, I can't give it to you, man. You're just not there yet. You're right. facing the wrong direction. Right. On so the I field. think it's more about that than anything else. And I always used to tell guys, man, captain is just a title. You can still be a leader. You yeah. can still speak up. You can still yep. hold guys accountable. You can still, you know, do everything that he's asking these captains to do, right? They're obviously out in front and have the C on their chest and it's letting everybody know that they are the captains, right? But those guys need help. Six guys can't impact 53 plus the, the practice squad. You need a, a group of men, right? And so hopefully those aren't the only six leaders, which we know that's not true because we yeah. know about James Conner and Kelvin Beecham and a whole bunch of other guys that are on that roster that have the experience to lead. And so um, he just needs to be himself. You know, Zayvon's a great young man, very intelligent, very smart. And I think he understands 
how this game is played. It's going to take him some time to evolve as a, a on-the-ball outside mm-hmm. linebacker now. And he, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to get stronger as the season goes on um, because those things that I named earlier, that, that takes a little bit of time to figure out, especially when people are now maybe attacking you because they know you are new in the position and you don't have all these looks as far as playing some of these blocks that a typical outside backer has seen before. How could they attack him? Uh, how could that? What would that look like? Right. So uh, again, like some, 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 um, not necessarily play action, but like when I talk about relay tight end or powers, anytime where guys are blocking down and you have to take your eyes from here comes a fullback or here comes a, a, a tackle at me, they go away. Most of the time, a guy's natural. Uh, responses to go, okay, where's the quarterback? Oh, I'm about to go get the quarterback. Nobody's blocking me. I'm free. Bam! Man, where did he come from, right? Mm-hmm. He just didn't have eye progression, right? And so being able, that's what I would do to a guy like that first, right? Boots. What about some boots and waggles? Yeah, well, off, coming off that zone read. So or, or that, that, that is not, scheme. that is not as, as troubling a boot, right? Because, I can react to the boot. The quarterback is coming out. I can put my foot in the ground, and we know Zavin wants straight line. I mean, he's going he's gonna hunt down a lot of guys. You have time to react to that. It's always if they boot first, and then they you thinking they boot, and now you don't have great eye progression, and now here comes this guy ear holing you. Those are the plays as a backer, especially a physical guy. Like, dang man, I was too soft on that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm okay if I'm late to a boot and I can run a guy down and be athletic, but when you get destroyed or dominated on a block because you had bad eyes, that's like one of the worst worst feelings. You get knocked out. Man. And he's a physical player. So that's what I right. think that's where he's gonna struggle with first in do, doing some of those things um initially. Um but other than that, as the game flows, it'll be interesting to see how it looks because I think in the preseason he pl- in the ones I watched, maybe the first quarter and then he was out. So being able to gather and get stronger throughout the whole game especially when he's rushing the passer. I really want to see him be more in, uh, uh, intentional and effective there throughout the course of the game. What's the approach you know, for the whole defense? Because there's so many unknowns. It, it's week one, so there's unknowns in general. But then you've got Eric Bieniemy over there with Washington. You've got yeah. Sam Howell over there with Washington. I would assume Scary Terry's playing, but that's up in the air. Like, it's right. just, you, you don't know what you're getting in week one. Yeah, you never do. And really the first four weeks of the season, because you don't have that four-game catalog that typically you have in the middle of the season where you really break down and see what people's tendencies are, the first four weeks of the season is, is one off of effort, attitude, and technique. And whoever doesn't beat themselves and plays good, clean, sound football typically wins those type of games because you don't really know. And so you're out here just playing, what are, what are my keys? What is my responsibility? Uh, am I, are we tackling well, right? And then as you get down deeper into the season, then you can start saying, okay, well, out of this set, they like doing this, so I'm going to cheat my assignment a little bit to this right but that first four weeks you don't you don't have that information quite yet and so it's all about effort attitude and technique and like i tell my kids man who's ready to eat right eat effort attitude and technique and that'll actually help you win a lot of games even through the course wait of the a minute season. i gotta write that what was yeah. that again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> effort, attitude, technique. yeah yeah man you gotta, you, eat. You gotta eat baby let's eat hey, no. bud. come here bud we gotta eat baby yeah. Better's yeah, definitely getting that that, uh, that lesson at some point get, here. He's going to hear that tonight at dinner. <laughs> I got it's more than where that comes from too, Wolf. So I got, I got some other. I'll, I'll, I'll break that, him out bro. throughout the season so you can uh, coach up better too. So 
when you think of the matchup of the defense of the Arizona Cardinals and what yeah. you've seen so far against this offense, it really is a bit of an unknown on so many different levels, so, isn't it? Yeah, so I kind of got sidetracked to answer your question, too, because kind of around this same thing. The thing I want to see is knowing that Eric Bieniemy comes from, obviously, the Andy Reid tree, and Andy Reid... Obviously, he's the, one of the greatest coaches ever. He could be in the Hall of Fame just for his first 15, right? He's known for his first 15 and how creative he gets, what he's showing you, tempo, screens, misdirection. He gets you all flustered just to try to see what you're in, and then he just then he just takes advantage. And so that's what I'm looking for is Eric Bieniemy bringing some of that with him to Washington. Is his first 15 going to be designed to really get you kind of – off your game, get you running sideways, looking left and right, coming up with some creative formations to see how you're going to play, and you're not you're not locked in because you're kind of overwhelmed by what the offense is doing. And how well does the Cardinals defense respond to something like that? If that's what Eric Bieniemy's you know mo is, obviously going to have his own identity, but that I think was one of Andy Reid's best components of his offense was that first fifteen and how he would just have defenses beat before the game even got started because he just have all these unique things. He may even see it once a game, and then you're waiting for that again, and yeah. he gets back into his routine. So how they respond to that, right, um, just getting to it. And, again, the only way you can get through those things is eating, right? Effort, <laughs> attitude, <laughs> technique, right? Listen, Read your keys. <laughs> And, and being a good place else. in Chacom. Come on, no, man. I, I got to save it. The, you get one a week, it's, Wolf. Yeah, it's the theme of the day is eating, Woo. right? We're going to eat today, all right? Effort, attitude, technique. <laughs> hey, bro, you want to eat? <laughs> bro. It's, a, it's, a great, it's a great speech to give him a dinner, too, because right. he's about to eat. And you're like, no, no, no that's not what eating I'm means, no. All right, have you subscribed to the Wolf and Luke Show podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. You will never miss any of the show. It's the Wolf and Luke Show podcast brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealers. When we come back, how big of a competitive advantage is it if a team doesn't name their starting quarterback before the game? We've got a defensive perspective with Lorenzo Alexander here. The lowdown continues next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The energy and passion he brings to the game is something I think that's contagious. Intercepted by Lorenzo Alexander. Now he laterals to a keep to lead. You talk about a great pro that you wish every one of your players would emulate. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeals to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. All right, well, three days from now, we'll already be in football season. The Cardinals will be playing right now in Washington, and we don't officially know the starting quarterback, although it really does sound like and kind of make sense that it would be Josh Dobbs. Here's Josh Dobbs talking yesterday and not saying who the starter is, even though he knows one way or the other. I don't think so. You know, I think as a team, um, I know I just got here, but there's a very professional uh, mindset on this team, and guys understand how to come to work and prepare, but also protect the team. And so that's been really good to see. But I would say, you know, we're, we're, we're preparing like professionals, and each one of us, whether 
you know, not only the quarterback position, but all the other positions, whether you're going to start or not, you still have to prepare to play. You know, and that's what's so crucial about the NFL, like that mindset. You're always preparing as if you're going to start no matter what position you play. And so that's the approach that all the guys have had that I've seen. And so it's been very easy because we're all, you know, trying to maximize this Wednesday. You know, if you get so caught up in Sunday, you forget to do all your preparation you need to on Wednesday and then on Thursday and then on Friday. So we're just locked in trying to make it the best Wednesday that we can today. And then tomorrow we'll wake up and do it again. And then we'll keep pushing through that process and get ready to go and go out and compete on Sunday. It was Josh Dobbs not saying who the starting quarterback is going to be because they were trying to get it out of him yesterday, obviously. <laughs> Smart guy. Yeah, no, well, he's a rocket scientist. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, so so you're... This you're, isn't rocket science. How many times have you heard that? From a coach especially. Right, right, now, right. It just blows my mind. Now man. it has a totally different meaning if they yell that at Josh Dobbs. Like, Josh, stop studying your NASA book and focus on this oh, game. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right, so, so you're, you're playing defense in this league. You're going into week one. You're facing a team where you don't know who the quarterback is. Is, but you know, no matter who it is, it's going to be a pretty inexperienced quarterback. I think Josh Dobbs has thrown 85 NFL passes, and right. Clayton Toon's never thrown any, obviously. How do you approach this as a defense? You normally look at, you know, obviously you have a little bit of what they did in the preseason. Um, listen to JG, they showed a little bit more than they typically would, just because obviously they're new here and just want to see what all these guys can do. So you're looking at a little bit of the preseason, trying to see where they mostly played at, and then also, from a schematic standpoint, you're looking at where the, the offensive coordinator came from, and what he's has historically has done and and what do they like to do and outside of that you got to look at your one-on-one matchups and really you're going in with just very minimal information because it's week one you don't know who the quarterback is and you really don't know their strengths because there's not a ton of tape on them they've had some tendencies and maybe some reasons why especially in the Dobbs situation why he hasn't been a starter so maybe try to play to some of that and so when you saw him at Tennessee last year or some of the other stops he's had maybe struggled with you know, uh, zero blitzes or cover three or blue or whatever it may be. And you try to implement some of those things early, but always trying to stay fluid until you kind of really see what they what they're going to do in that first quarter and a half. So when you said blue, what did you mean? Oh, you I'm sorry. Blue, right blue cover two. I'm talking in, in my terms right now. So, <laughs> so that's what we called it in Buffalo, but that's also what I call it in with my girls over at, at Xavier. Okay, so I'm, I got talking, you. I'm talking my own language right now. So He's I appreciate that the Bill's follow defense up. Yeah, I, I, no, yeah, no, I, no, so I'm blue. You so lost now, me, I'm so blue. hopefully nobody's listening to me. So when I'm calling out blue, they don't know I'm in yeah, cover you have two. To change so it now, now you have to change I got to see. Come on, Wolf. You can't ask follow off. That was an off air question. That is <laughs> so cover two is what I'm referring to. You cover know, two, so, cover three, yeah. It, it's just so weird, too, because um, it's so human, isn't it? Here's Josh Dobbs. He he's, he literally has not played a game with the Arizona Cardinals. Right, and yeah. now, if he is going to be the starter, he's going to go out and take a snap. And he's still trying to get to know his teammates. Yeah. You know how weird that is. It right is. It's, but he's been socially awkward. Yeah. But he's been through it. I think, in. I don't know how many times he's been on a new team, right? But he's experienced this last year True. too right so for him is familiarity because he's been in these situations throughout his career um and so that might be another reason why jg and and monty felt like they could bring him in and him be comfortable with if he's the starter be comfortable with it because he's been in this place before so it's not going to be foreign to him and he's a guy that seems like he's very engaging as far as getting to know his teammates and get, and be able to speak and understand and, and talk to guys as well as understand all the information so i'm not worried about that scenario so much because that's that, i'm really a lot of the nfl i don't know what the percentage is 
that that's their life. Guys get cut, you get picked up, you got to play. Now, because the quarterback position is amplified a little bit, but I can't tell you, I was cut one week, and I was on another team in a couple of days, and we played our first game the next week, right? Week one, I was out there playing. Um, obviously, I wasn't a quarterback, so it's not the same type of profile, but it happens all yeah. the time, and that's you have to be ready. You always have to be prepared for whatever situation that you're going to be in, whether it's the current one you're in or like what Josh is going through, getting cut or getting traded for and being in a whole new place the next week, he's always preparing to play right now all for him. And, and luckily he's extremely intelligent with, with the ability to, to receive all this information and has some experience with it where he can now learn this new language almost seamlessly or more seamless than somebody that who's a rookie or doesn't or who hasn't been through this process before. So, so I've never asked you this right now, but I'm going to, you know, you, you go to parties and stuff like that from time to time, right? Yeah, yeah. You go to parties. Yeah, I saw you, you had a wedding. Can, we went to uh, a big I, party for a wedding. We were all you know? at the yeah. same party. Yeah. How do you do it? Par- I mean, are you socially awkward at all? Do you, are, do, no, do, you, do you like I mean, I am probably natural, introverted. Like, socializing doesn't energize me. I've learned how to do it and do it and yeah. where I... You because I had to, so I can engage you, and you think I'm really in tune. But when I get home, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Unless you're my boy, like when I'm sitting and talking to you yeah, and, and yeah. your warrior queen, yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's that's the locker room. I'm good. We're cool. But like people I don't know, yes, I'm like, exactly. okay, I just got I got to entertain, put on, and I'm like exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted after those conversations. Now every time I talk to someone, I'll be like, does he really care about you're what I'm talking too, about? You're different, Luke. You're different. If I know you, you're different. It, but if it's like some, you know, ball it's and work. what's going on. Yeah, 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 work. yeah. Okay, I got you. Um, all right, so. It's a random question. <laughs> I it is. I don't even know where to go after that. Where, okay, if you're the opposing defense, what do you want to make the Cardinals do on Sunday if you can? Like, do you want the ball in the quarterback's hands because they're yes. so, okay. Yeah, I, I would I assume want, the Cardinals want to run a lot. Right, yeah. I mean, so obviously you want to win on first, second down. You want to take James Conner out of it immediately and make him forced to beat you right because he's he is new so you want to try to take advantage of that as much as you as much as you can um and again put the ball in his hands see if the, the him and the wide receivers are on the same page right because they haven't had a lot of time on the field or in practice to maybe have some of these checks or understand hey if i see you here i'm gonna throw back shoulder or i'm gonna go over the top or if i make this little movement that means come across so i can throw it to you right so you really want to make sure or force them to have to over communicate and do more than what they want to but if you allow him to run the ball and then boot off of it, it, him being here, you know, whatever it is, a couple of weeks is a mute point um, because now they can really dictate and make the game really simple for him. So put the ball in his hands, and they probably want to get a couple of turnovers to really make him feel like he has to press the issue and drop back maybe 40 times if they get up on him. How yeah. big of an issue is it if Chase Young is ready to play and ready to go? How big, in your opinion, where if, do you rank him? If he's all the way back the way he normally is, if yeah. he's 100%, yeah. it's an issue because he's a dog. He's like, and he's he, a dog. It, I mean, the first year I watched him, I've never seen, it was the first year I actually covered Washington that year, too. I've never seen a dude just on the whole game. So typically when you come off the field, you go sit down, not Chase Young. Yeah. He gets stands up, he walks with the offense, he's talking trash on the sideline, barking, <laughs> and he just galvanizes everybody with him. And so I don't know if his stats showed it, but he plays hard, he's running to the ball, he plays the run, he's a physical guy, and then you partner that with obviously Sweat and Allen and Payne, um, those guys up front. 
um, can cause a lot of havoc to to it. And that's just he's just one other guy you got to worry about and a pretty dominant guy. So, but I know he's a little banged up still. So it'll be interesting to see what him what he looks like playing as well if he's out there. All right, we come back. Big game right out of the gates. How big is it for Detroit if Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey aren't playing? We'll go through the biggest news around the NFL with Lorenzo Alexander next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Seen nothing like this. Lorenzo Alexander, 15-year NFL veteran. And he is going to get sacked. Lorenzo Alexander, the former Cardinal. The Lowdown with Wolf and Luke. All right, we got football news. We got football obviously starting up tonight. We've got Travis Kelsey, who, I tell you, Wolf, every time I look up at the ticker, there's another one right there. Since he's game time questionable, some people are saying probably not going to play, though. I I guess logically it would make sense to not play him because you're going big picture if you're the Chiefs, but at the same time it sounds like Kelsey's going to push to play. I don't know. Here's Andy Reid on Tuesday talking about when he got injured. As far as injuries, uh, Kelsey hypersent his knee today, so... Uh, we'll just see how he does um, going forward. Is there any idea as to Kelsey's status? No, no. They're just they're looking at it now. So I just you know just see how it goes. Coach, I know it's always next man up, you know. But when something like that happens to a big name guy like Travis, how does game plan? Sure. Uh, yeah. The next guy steps in and we roll. I mean, that's that's what you do. If that's if that's the case, you know. So, Zoe, you're not going to have Chris Jones probably all right over there when we to play the Ed Werder cut? Is no, that what you're laughing at? Andy, there's a lot of noise going on right, around yeah, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? There was a lot of noise in that. <laughs> that had nothing to do with words. They were actually at the carnival while they were um, doing that. That was awesome. Okay. You want to go ahead? I don't actually. even remember what I was What was say. the question again? Chris Jones. Oh, uh, yeah. No Chris Jones. Oh, yeah, right. Probably, I don't know, no Travis Kelsey. I mean, right. that's a very, it's still Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I'm still not picking against the Chiefs unless they're playing like, there's maybe like two or three teams I might pick against right. them. But that's two big hits in yeah. one game. Yeah, but it's early on in the game. And, and again, you can overcome some of that stuff early on. Um, obviously, Kelsey's just so dominant in what he does. It seems like he's always open. So there's going to be some issues there. But again, when you have Andy Reid, um, it, it, I mean, next, sometimes you can just insert a guy. Obviously, it's not going to be Kelsey status. But if you can insert a guy, come up with some schematic things to take advantage of what the Lions does uh, well on defense, then you can still be productive. And again, they have the greatest quarterback on the planet right now, too. So you can overcome some of those things the same way he did when Tyreek Hill wasn't out there the next year, right? And so the, the lines are good, but I wouldn't put them in that thing where it's like, oh, we got to worry about it now because yeah. we still got Pat Mahomes. And our, and our defense, even without Chris Jones, is still pretty good. They have some names, some young guys over there that can play the game at a high level, too. You know, I'm so glad you brought up Tyreek Hill because, once again, I was so dead wrong on that right, yeah. I thought, I thought, hey, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have to learn how to play football without Tyreek Hill. And Tyree kills one of those weird wide receivers yeah. that dictates to a defense what a defense is going to do from a game plan perspective a lot of the time. Right. You have to start with Tyree Kill. And yet there's Travis Kelsey. <laughs> do you think that actually applies to this team right now if Travis Kelsey doesn't play? Is he dictating to a defense? He he does. He does dictate to a defense. Um I you know. 
it, when you're playing inside, it's a little harder to sometimes double those type of guys, mm-hmm. and you get singled up a lot. Um, and so I think that's why he always takes advantage versus being on that outside. I can put a safety over the top, you know, prevent you maybe from stretching the defense. So I think if they can still find a guy, and I don't know who, who's a backup tight end, and you know, obviously he's not Noah Kelsey. Gray. Right, and just seeing what he's able to do once he gets in there. If he can yeah. still block, if he can still get open and run the routes right, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw you open. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have three yards of separation for him to put the ball on you. All you got to do is do your job, execute, catch the ball. Maybe you won't have the yak like Travis, but right, it's a, that's why it's going to be a collective game. And so maybe you don't have the, as many big plays that he can create, but if you still move the ball methodically down the field and take your shots with some of the other guys that they have out there, they'll be fine. And then obviously the defense stepping up and playing well too. So it's collectively being able to beat the Lions when you start missing some of these players that typically give you big splash plays that make it really hard to beat them. Um, over to the 49ers with Nick Bosa. I, what do you think, Zoe, when you when you see a defensive player get paid $34 million a year, are you like, that's great, he's a defensive player? Yeah. Or like, I could have played two or three more years, maybe I'd be... It, well, it, you know, it always... Well, first of all, they would never pay me like that because I was an undrafted guy. I mean, it's just yeah. part of it. Where you come in the league, they always have a perspective of, of who you are for the most part. Some guys that have got out of the side of that box. Number two is, the next is always the best. And so I've learned to be content with what I got and what I did with when I maximized my career. And that's what everybody has to do when you play. You can't be worried about what somebody else got because he's the next and no one of the next is going to have the most money. And Bosa deserves it. I mean, he's a dominant player. Mm. I mean, that family is just, it's, it's, it's nasty yeah. to watch them yeah. and how they rush the passer <laughs> and get after it. So I'm not, he play hard. He plays a run. He plays the past. Great leader. Uh, works hard. I mean, he's done everything the right way. And so it's really cool. Uh, to see guys on the defense um, get get broken off like that. I remember when Albert Hainsworth got paid, and now his was $100 million back in the day. He's like, ooh, $100 million. That was one seventy five. Yeah. I mean, it just shows you how, how the game has grown, in the, you know, and it's just football is king, and it's, you know, it's America's pastime now. So, Luke, do you have the Edward, or I just want to play it you want, first. You want the Edward so about the, the game tonight? Right now. Okay. I, I just all right, want, here we go. Here's your thoughts. Right. I want to get your thoughts on this, though. Detroit has to win this game. If, if Travis doesn't play and Detroit says, if they're going to be for real, they got to win the game. Without uh, The Chiefs have three elite players. Two of them may not play. And, and I would I would be shocked. I'm not a doctor. I'd be shocked if Travis plays. I mean, to leave practice with a hyperextended knee two days before actually game day, it, it would be very uh difficult for him to play that game. So, you know, if he's not able to go, you're talking about Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes throwing to guys uh of the name of Noah Gray and Sky Moore and uh, MVS is obviously more proven than those guys and uh very much so unproven players. So, who does he trust? And if you're Detroit and you want to be respected and kind of viewed in the proper light, at least in your own building, and you want to match the hype, you have to go win this game. A sense of urgency right there going into week one. <laughs> you just your thoughts on that? Well, I was, it's not a must win for him. And and by the way, I mean when you uh, the Chiefs are a great team. I mean they've been in the AFC championships. They've been to obviously <laughs> multiple Super Bowls. So there are guys on that team that that know how to win and know how to play at a high level. And I know we put a, a lot of stake on our star players, but they're a good football team, and they still have. The greatest quarterback walking around on God's green right, earth. Right. That helps. Right. So, I mean, he takes people to another level. I mean, so, yeah, they may be unknown or unproven to you, 
But those guys are walking out there. Andy Reid has picked those guys for a reason, and they had Pat Mahomes throwing the football. Yeah. So that's where guys' careers are. All you got to do is do your job. That's what Tom Brady did for forever. He didn't have all these Hall of Fame names besides the one year when he had um, Moss up there. Yeah. Right? It was a whole bunch of guys you looking at like, how is how are they doing this? Because Tom Brady, <laughs> the greatest quarterback that was walking at that time on God's green earth, was tossing the ball. And so as long as you execute, do your job, right, they're able to run the football, some play action, and, and obviously and Pat Mahomes doing his thing, the, the Kansas City Chiefs is still going to be a very hard team to beat. And so this is not a must-win at all in week one. You would like to win it, that. but it's not a— yeah, well, I'm you know, like, they like to talk. Saying, they like I, to talk. I know that, but I, can, can you imagine if you're a Detroit Lion <laughs> and you lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, the nope, defending done. Super Bowl champion on the road? That's it. Our season's over. <laughs> right. You know, I Let's get ready for 2024. What are you, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, it, it's too early. Okay. All I right. Mean, what uh, what do you think of Detroit? Settle down. So, I mean, because yeah, totally, totally, totally I think it's me. a team that's on the on the uptick, right? I mean, that, I think, that is definitely the trendy team, this right? Year, yeah, I think like. they have. They're right there on the cusp of you know which way they're going to go. Are we going to take that next step, right? And then you know maybe contend <laughs> for the division, um, get into the playoffs, maybe win a playoff game, right? I think they have that ability, right? I think the culture that that team was built on. Um, when you think about their head coach and hard nosed foundation and, and where they're going and all the NFL coaches they have on that team that they've been building this thing the right way, the pieces that they continue to add, they have the ability to explode and, and take that next step. But you have to, it has to come together, right? It's not just on paper. It's how collectively you do it week in and week out. And it's not going to all be determined in week one. So, and they have to win tonight. Yeah. Otherwise, it's all pointless. Yeah. So we have this new little game that Luke actually created called Guesses and Guarantees. Oh. I didn't create it, and I don't understand can you actually, it. Can you actually give me one guarantee for what you think you're going to see tonight? One guarantee. So, can you give me one? One guarantee. Yeah, like what you guarantee is going to happen tonight. Um, one 40-yard pass by Pat Mahomes. <laughs> One forty yards. Yeah, I'm just gonna go one. I keep oh, okay. multiple. Multiple. I, I won four touchdowns. Four yes. touchdowns. I think was that my yeah, guarantee? Yeah, that's, 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 that's a lot. <laughs> yes, I know. That was your I guarantee. That's too. your guarantee. But I, I did because Detroit was was thirtieth last year in terms of passing yards per game and thirty one in passing yards per play. They yes. gave up huge plays to your point. Yeah, yeah, 40 yeah. Years downfield. I just think Pat Mahomes is going to be Pat Mahomes. Oh, he's got that speedy receivers. He'll get somebody. Is, yeah. yeah. And I'm talking about taking the time. I'm not talking about one of his, you know, he throws it 15 and then the receiver yeah. does his thing. Like, oh, no, like Kelsey a 40 takes yard it for 50. Yeah. yeah, right. That's a little different. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not good at these games, Wolf. I don't know why we talk about guarantees. <laughs> Wolf comes in here today. He's like, I don't like predictions. Yeah. Let's make some guarantees. So it's like a stronger listen, prediction. I've got to make them. Everybody oh, else right. does. You didn't well. have to. You're you made everybody else make them. So, thanks for stopping by, man. We'll talk Always. to you again soon. Thank you, Zoe. All right. Love you, bro. Coming up next, we're going to take it to the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.